Uh, it's so good to be with you in this particular time and fashion. And yes, the church has left the building. The building may be closed, but the church is open. And uh, we're very excited about this opportunity to reach out and just be in your homes like this. And you help us share this in a powerful way. Uh, someone posted this week on our prayer uh, uh, times, uh, you know, when that's live, it's been happening seven days a week. Listen, uh, someone posted this, and I thought it was epic. Uh, what they said is they may have closed the church building. So what does Firm Foundation Ministries do? We have church seven days a week. And you've been joining us each and every day uh, during our prayer times. And I firmly believe right now that it is the prayer that's going out over St. Joseph County in Michigan that has kept us safe from this pestilence. I believe that, and I'm going to ask you to continue to join us and continue to believe that way for me, to pray for God's protection each and every day. And so many of you have said, hey, Pastor Don, we cannot wait to come back to church. And I appreciate the fact that we love being together in community. This is the third week in a row that we haven't been able to worship in our building. I don't want you to be discouraged by that this morning. As a matter of fact, I want you to be encouraged. I know the online streaming um, can never replace community, and neither should it. But what I believe with all my heart is that it can create a different expression of that community. And I hope that makes sense to you. I believe that it can create a different expression of that community. How many of you right now where you're sitting have, have been in church service, in our community service at, together and said, man, I wish my family, my friends, and my neighbors could experience this kind of community, what I experienced on a Sunday morning. Many of you, right now you have the opportunity to share that in a way that you never would before. Last week alone, we had over 6,000 views on our Facebook Live. We had people recommit their Lord, life to the Lord, right there during our live sessions. We had people all over the world chiming in. And I agree with Matt. This is an opportunity to share our community of faith. We're not doing away with it. We're actually being pushed by the Lord in an incredible way to share our community of faith. Share it right now. Take advantage of this opportunity and watch what Jesus can do. This morning, we're going to worship together. You may be in your living room. I hope you've got your family gathered. I'm going to encourage you just as an act of faith, stand with us during worship. Sing with us during worship. Don't just sit and watch. I know so many times when I'm sitting in front of the television, the television may be on and I, I, I say I'm watching a show, but I'm also scrolling through my phone or whatever. No, no, put all that aside. Don't be distracted during our worship time. Press into what Jesus is doing right now, right where you're at. Let the atmosphere of the book of Acts be expressed among us right now, where they went from house to house to house worshiping the Lord. This morning, right now where we're at, we invite you to join us as we lift up the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity. God, where you have expanded the expression of the community of faith that we experience on Sunday mornings beyond the building. Lord, you have pushed us out of the building. You've pushed us out of our comfort zones. God, you've given us a fresh way to express community. 
Lord, we pray right now that as we do that, that there are people who otherwise would not have this community that would come in contact with it. This community of faith, this community of grace and mercy and acceptance. Father, we pray, God, that we would all feel your embrace during this time in a fresh new way. Help us, God, to celebrate what you are doing in the midst of a time when the world is hiding. Help us to be those who celebrate with your goodness. So this morning we do just that. Just because we can't have church like normal doesn't mean we stop praising. Doesn't mean we stop worshiping. Doesn't mean we stop celebrating. This Easter season is like none other God. And so we celebrate you right now in the name of Jesus, in this place and in every home. And everyone said, amen. Come on and worship with us. We'd like to welcome you guys here to, uh, to our church. And we just want to ask that you worship with us. Just gather your kids around in your living room, your bedroom, wherever you're at. And sing these songs with us. He's worthy to be praised.
treasures that they never enough and you came along put me back together and every desire is now satisfied Nothing 
and say, yes, Lord, I surrender to you. I surrender to your will. May it be done in me as you want it to be done. That's a hard prayer, but that's where we need to, to be today. In Joel chapter 2, it talks about returning to God, about praying, about fasting, and that he will answer, and he will pour out his spirit over all flesh, all ages. We would see dreams and visions. The time is now. Every minute is precious. Gather your family around and allow the Holy Spirit to say, you are welcome in my home, from the living rooms to the attics to the basements, every part of our house. Come. Just cry out to the Lord right now with your family. Say, come, Lord Jesus, into my home, which symbolizes our life, which is in everything we have, everything we are. We surrender to you right now. And we say, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. And do things as you want to do them. Because we surrender. We repent from pride this morning. We repent for the sins of this nation. And we surrender to God. To God Almighty. And we say, Holy Spirit, come. I feel it in my bones. That the Holy Spirit is about to move right there in your living room. With your family in the hospital, wherever you are, if you're driving. He is moving. He is speaking to you. So let's pray together. I feel it in my bones, you're about to move. I feel it in the wind, you're about to ride in. You said that you would pour your spirit out. Said that you would fall on sons and daughters. So
Lord, we thank you so much that we can call on your name. Jesus, Jesus, we call on your name. We thank you that you are working right now, even when we don't see it, even when things don't go our way. You are still moving. You are still working. You are still healing. And right now, I just lift up those who are sick, and I pray for your healing touch right now. We thank you that you go into all the homes, into all the streets, into all the hospitals, everywhere. You are there, and you are ready and willing to touch us and to heal us and to pour your presence over us. This is a move that is happening. We thank you for moving. We thank you for doing miracles for the mountains that you can still speak to them and they move. Because you, you alone, God, can do this. Mountains are still being We 
right where we are, Lord. Lord, you said where two or more are gathered, there you are in our midst. And Lord, it's not just about being gathered in a particular building, but Lord, it's about being gathered in your presence and in your name. And I thank you, Lord, that you are always there. Even now, Lord, you are with us. And Lord, it's because of your presence, God. It's because of who you are and what you do that, Lord, we live to worship you. We live this morning to worship you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, God, that in the middle of a great storm, your presence brings peace. And so, Jesus, be Jesus this morning. And the rest of who we are and what we do, what we say and receive today, 
Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just want to take a minute and pray for all of the churches across this nation and across this world who are reaching out in new ways. God, thank you, Lord, that you have pushed us into every crack and cranny, Lord. You've given us an opportunity, God, to express who you are in such a unique way. Never in the history of mankind has the gospel gone out across the globe. Lord, you said, you said until all here, Lord, right now, Lord, in the world that we live in, it may be full of chaos, it may be full of fear, but God, you're fulfilling your prophecy, God. You're expressing yourself across the globe and you're using technology to do it. Anoint the churches, God. Anoint everyone. God, who's helping their church push the gospel in this way. Lord, thank you for who you are and what you are in these times. Lord Jesus, we want to give you praise. We want to give you glory. We want to give you honor. We pray these things in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, amen. Welcome. Maybe right there where you're at this morning, you just want to give the Lord a hand of praise and, and settle in. Thank you for joining us uh, in such a unique way. Uh, I pray that your family is well and all that uh, you and your household are doing um, is good. And I pray for the protection of the Lord upon you during these times. And we thank you for praying for us as a church, too. I pray for all the churches like we just did, but uh, in particular, like... If you're part of Firm Foundation Ministries, thank you for covering us. Thank you for joining us each night in prayer. Thank you for covering who we are on Sunday mornings like this. And thank you right now uh, for being on the live stream. And, and again, I'm just going to ask that you just share this. Share it, share it, share it. Uh, and let's see what God will do again inside of this. Amen? It's so good. And so we just welcome all of you. Amen? And and uh, if, if you're, so many of you have just continued to ask, Pastor Don, how do we continue to give? And I thank you that that's your request and not our plea. Uh, and you've been so faithful in doing that. And you can go to our website right there where you're at now. You can go to church app and you can give. And, and we thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you for continuing to uh, support your home church as we're continuing on our mission. We have full-time missionaries on the field and, and all the things that are happening, none of that stops. Just because the building is closed doesn't mean that the ministry stops. As a matter of fact, it gives us more unique ways to do it. So thank you for giving. I want to encourage you to continue to do that. I, I'm more than blessed to see that uh, Vice President Mike Pence is encouraging uh, everyone in the nation to continue to support their local church, the church they call home, the place where their family is fed spiritually and taken care of and shepherded by a, a good pastor and a good eldership team. Uh, thank you for him. Pray for the president and, and his team and all of government as they navigate uh, the future. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to be very relevant, and I want to be honest with you. I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is not the Easter that we had planned. And Easter is just a couple of weeks away. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and after that is you know, uh, it's Easter Sunday morning, and, and everyone is like, what about Easter? We're so used to things, and at this point, we just don't know. 
And we're holding on and we're believing God for a lot of things. And so this is not the typical Easter that we had planned. Uh, And so what we've done as an eldership team is we have uh, been seeking the Lord for a relevant word each week to help us as we walk through this thing together. And so this morning, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to John chapter 20 in your Bible. John chapter 20. And I want us to start reading at verse 19. And I want you to see just how relevant the scripture can be to a moment in time like this. John chapter 20. Of course, it's the Easter season, so all of these scriptures are going to be relevant. So watch this. Verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and his disciples were glad that they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you withhold the forgiveness from any, it is withheld. And verse 24, Now when Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said unto them, unless I see his hands, the mark of the nails, and place my finger in the mark of the nails, and place my hand in his side, I will never believe. Now watch this in verse 26. Eight days later. Everybody say eight days later. His disciples were inside again. And Thomas was with them. Although... The doors were locked. Eight days later, the doors were still locked. Eight days later, they were still hiding. They were still locked in. They were still in fear. And the Bible says Jesus came and stood among them and said, Once again, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Put your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, you have believed because you have seen. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So let's pray. Father, thank you for the reading of the word. God, ask you to bless it to the hearing of our ear and the receiving of our heart. And let it bring us comfort, Jesus. Let it bring us comfort, Jesus, in these moments. Lord, speak to it right now. Speak to fear right now in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to be believers who can hold on to who you are. Let this word be a rhema word for us in a moment in time. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone said... I want to thank you for tuning in. Again, share the live stream if, you, if you're doing that right now. If you're watching, if you're on BoxCast, all those things. Just remember to help us share what God is doing. It's such a great feedback last week. Over 6,000 people viewed our live stream. Uh, people gave their hearts and lives to the Lord. People recommitted their lives to the Lord. And we're expecting the same today. I want to share some things with you that I think are very relevant in this moment in time. Especially around Easter when we're talking about the resurrection, the the crucifixion. We're talking about all the things that happened there. How is that relevant to where we're at right now? 
In this particular story, what we find is that following the crucifixion of Jesus, the disciples were hiding in fear. They were paralyzed because of an uncertain future. Now, if you're like me or anyone else probably around it, and you turn the television on, turn the radio on, you turn anything on, right now there is a a, a spirit of, of fear that's paralyzing us about an uncertain future. Here we find that in a time of need, Jesus comes standing in the midst of, his, of this 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 paralyzing attitude about an uncertain future. And Jesus comes in the midst of it and he begins to speak to them while they're in their situation. Hello, somebody. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm thankful that the Lord remains in the midst of our struggles. Come on, church. I've, I'm thankful that Jesus is still speaking today. I'm thankful that he's our constant companion and our constant guide. I mean, we may not always be aware of his presence, but he's always near to us. Amen. The Bible is full of the promises uh, from the Lord that he would never leave us, that he'd always be with us in every situation, every circumstance of life, and every storm, and every moment of confusion and doubt and and fear. That He's always there with us. Think about this for a moment. Think about it for just a moment. Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be a contrite spirit. When I think about, I just said, Lord, I was just praying over this situation this week. God, what, where, where are you? What are you doing? God, show me what you're doing. And I believe he led me to this passage that I'm sharing today. To speak to us that no matter what we feel, no matter what's going on, we are never alone in the journey. No matter what we're facing in life, the Lord is always with His people. He's always providing. He's always there protecting. God led me to this particular story. And in the opening verse of the passage, it takes place on the evening of Jesus. As we move through the story, it concludes eight days later. Now, here we are in Michigan, just, you know, we were it, it, it issued this uh, stay home quarantine by the governor on, on, started on Tuesday. So we're not even a full seven days into this stay home. It's supposed to last until April 14th. Think about it. The opening of this scripture is the evening of Jesus' resurrection. And immediately it moves to eight days later. And what's the same? The disciples are locked away because of fear. Now we have a legitimate fear as they had a legitimate fear. They had killed Jesus and crucified. Jesus and they thought they were next and in the day that you and I live in they're saying hey we need you to we need you to stay inside because there's a fear there's a fear of this coronavirus opening verse the evening of Jesus crucifixion eight days later 
In both situations, listen to me, the disciples were dealing with the most difficult situation they had ever faced in their life. Jesus had died on the cross and, and, and he promised to raise again, but the disciples were dealing with doubt and uncertainty. And in a particular moment, it appears, it appears that all their hopes, all their dreams had been buried with Jesus. They're unsure of the future. None of us at this time and this place where we're at at this moment can give you a certainty about tomorrow. But the Bible has already told us that. It's already explained to us that no man is promised tomorrow. We didn't need coronavirus to tell us that. That's why the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. The disciples were dealing with their current situation and struggle and their faith. And many of us are in that same place right now. Listen, the media is trying to tell us one thing to believe. And it's according to which media source you listen to. To what they're telling you to believe. The government's trying to tell us something else to believe. Our friends, our family, our neighbors, they're trying to tell us all these things. And then the conspiracy theorists get up and try and tell us what to believe. But let me tell you something this morning. The Bible has already spoke to us about what we should believe. I wasn't there. You weren't there on the day that Jesus rose from the grave. Even the week following his resurrection, we, we weren't there as they walked through this struggle. But as we look through the details of this story, we can relate. This, this apprehension of the fearful. Watch this. In verses 19 through 23, it's powerful. The evening of the resurrection. Here they are gathered in the room, closed up because they were scared. They seen how the Jews and Pilate had treated Jesus, and, and their thought was they were next. They knew how serious the situation was. In the midst of their fear, Jesus came. Come on, someone. Let me tell you something. In the midst of what we're dealing with, you've got to understand and hear me with all your heart, Jesus is coming. And in, in, in this situation and circumstance, it's no different than there. Here we are locked up. Here we are supposed to shelter in place because of fear. Don't go out. Don't go out. You might catch it. And I think we should be good stewards. Hello, somebody. The fear is legitimate. I'm not saying it isn't. I think the disciples had a legitimate reason to say they killed Jesus. We're next. And if you look around us, all they talk about is the death. How many more people are dying each and every day? How much more the world is affected? And they keep saying, let's do this and it'll, it'll squash the curve. And yet we're still looking at all of the things and nothing squashing the curve. Let me tell you something. God is allowing the world to see that it isn't as in control as it thinks it is. God is, is getting a hold of our hearts and lives and, and he's showing us that in the middle of our fear because of an uncontrollable situation, listen to me church, Jesus wants to come. He wants to reveal himself. He wants to show you who he is. He wants to show you that he's not dead and that he is alive. 
As they hid in fear, Jesus came. Come on, church. As they dealt with doubt, the risen Lord showed up. Come on, somebody. As a moment in time when they were struggling to believe with whether Jesus was really who he said he was. Listen to me and listen to me very clearly. There he was. And Acts, listen to me, church, it proves to us that we're never very far from the Lord. Although we tend to forget that He is near at times in every situation. I want you to hear me and hear me well today. We are never very far from the Lord. Acts 17, verse 27 says that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. Psalms 145, 18, the Lord is nigh unto all them who call upon him. Now you can say what you want to, but I've been praying, you've been praying, we've been praying, we've been committed to prayer every day. Let me tell you something, when you can't do anything, you can pray. Hey, hello somebody, when the church building closes down, you can still pray. And listen, when you lose your job, you might not be able to pay your bills, but you can pray. Y'all not listening to me this morning. When the church leaves the building, we need to pray. Keep joining us. And I firmly believe that right now we keep healing of all of the counties around us and all the situations around us, all the places around us that continue to be connected to this virus. Yet in our area, God sovereignly has protected us so far. And I firmly believe it's because we are committed to prayer. You say to me, well, Pastor Don, what if we get airy? Does that mean our prayer didn't work? No, it just means we need to pray more. Let me tell you what I know to be true in the middle of a storm. And this, this, this storm of a virus, this virus storm in the middle of this, Jesus wants to come to you and he wants to reveal himself to you like he's never been revealed before. He wants to help your fear. He wants to help your doubt. He wants to help your unbelief. He wants to make himself real and alive to you like he's never done before. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time, but this thing has gripped your soul and you don't know what to do. Maybe you're not a Christian and you've, you've been putting off this idea of, of Christianity or this Jesus thing as just some kind of religious thing. And you use the excuse that, well, I'm just not a religious person. Lisa, neither is Jesus. He's not religious either. He's the Lord and Savior, the creator of all creation. He wants to be your Lord and Savior, not your religious icon. He wants to reveal himself in a new way to you and show you that when the world is out of control he's still on the throne Jesus wants to come to you this morning I know that's what he wants to do and it was his very presence that came and comforted them in verse 19 it says Jesus came and he stood I love it he stood in the midst and he said unto them peace be unto you can you imagine how they must have felt for just a minute? If they, if, if they ever had a need for the peace of God, it was then. They're locked away. Eight days, they've been locked away because they were full of fear. They didn't know what to do. And right now in this time, listen, I know it hasn't even been a week for us. I'm preaching relevant. It's okay. Here in Michigan. We're supposed to be at this for three weeks. Y'all listening to me? 
And right now, it may seem sort of, kind of like, oh, a mini vacation. But there's going to come a moment in time when we realize that the reason they have asked us to stay at home is not because they wanted to give you a mini vacation. It's because they realize they don't have any control. The world has finally come to the grips that it is not as in control as it thinks it is, and it doesn't know what to do other than ask you to stay home. It doesn't have medicine that works. It doesn't have wisdom that works. No military might will work on this. No weapon that we've created is going to form this. I'm telling you right now, if you've never trusted Jesus, now's the time to do it, right? He's in control. He's alive and well. He's coming in the midst, and he's saying to us all, in the middle of everything that can't give you peace, it's my prayer. Presence that brings you peace. I can only imagine what they must have felt. Fearful and afraid and unsure of their future. And what it holds. And in the moment of their greatest need. Here comes the greatest comforter. Has ever been seen. And brings abundant peace with him. Aren't you glad for the peace of the Lord? Come on church. And I just want to say to you in a moment in time, listen, in these times when we face uncertain future, I don't know what to tell you about tomorrow other than today is a day of salvation. The truth of the matter is we locked ourselves up because we're scared we'll catch a virus but you ain't been promised tomorrow. You could, you could step out your front door, amen, and not see it. You could lay down tonight and close your eyes on this earth and wake up in the morning in eternity. Life is fragile, my friends. And if, if something would ever prove to us that life is fragile, something as simple as a little virus could wipe out, could wipe out so many people in such a short time, Listen, in these times when we face with an uncertain future, with doubt filling our minds and those things, Jesus wants to show up and bring you peace. He wants to give you his peace. The problem may still be there. You say, does that mean the virus is going away? No. I'm just saying that in the middle of this virus storm, Jesus wants to bring us peace. When our lives are in turmoil, what will happen to me physically? What will happen to me financially? What will happen to me emotionally? Come on. I, I've read the reports on Facebook and some of you people hadn't, hadn't been home for, for a, a week yet. And you talk about being driven crazy. Stir crazy. Because we're locked up. Now you're starting to learn the value of the teachers. To take care of your kids all day long. Now you're starting to learn the value. Amen. Of the things you used to complain about leaving home to go do. Like your job. You see God has a way of teaching us about his goodness. When our lives are full of turmoil. We don't know if we're going to have a job tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to be able to pay bills. We don't know. Listen, let me tell you how panicked the world is. The world is so panicked, they worried about a shortage on toilet paper. These are the times we live in, church. Doubt creeps in. And we need to look to Jesus to calm this storm. We need to continue to pray and believe in Him and put our faith and trust in Him. Listen, Jesus wants to come and do more. Amen. To give you peace about something else. He wants to come and give His life to you. 
He comforts you with his presence. But not only does he do that, you've got to watch verse 20 and 21. He challenges us too. Right there, he challenged them. It's so powerful. He showed them his hands and his side. And the Bible says they were glad. And then he says to them, yeah, good. As the Father's sending me, so I'm sending you. Y'all don't realize. Listen, when I, when I read that, I have to ask myself, how did the Father send Jesus, right? And he didn't send Jesus as some, as some wimpy Savior. He, he sent Jesus full of his power, full of his presence, full of his glory. He sent Jesus with resurrection power. He sent Jesus with demon casting out power. He sent Jesus with the power to heal sickness that could not be healed. He sent Jesus to touch people that nobody else wanted to touch. He sent Jesus to do what no one else could do. And now Jesus looks us in the eye standing in the midst of our storm and says don't worry I'm here with you and as God has sent me I'm sending you listen I'll tell you right now the answer for what we're experiencing has nothing to do with the government or the world around us it has everything to do with the people of God full of the power of God walking in the Holy Spirit he's challenging us to step up and step out. That's why the church has left the building. Maybe Jesus say, I'm tired of you gathering in a place, talking about what you should do, and never doing it. I'm tired of you gathering in a place just to talk about what you should do, and not doing it. Now we got to do it. Now we got to love on our neighbors. Now we got to witness. Now we got to share our own faith. Now we can't just share Pastor Don's faith. We can't just share Eddie's faith or Breno's faith or Brenda's or Ann's. We can't just share the eldership's faith. We can't just share the faith that our church taught. We got to share our own faith. Who is Jesus to you in the middle of this storm? That's what the world wants to know. If you claim to be a Christian, show me your Jesus. Show me the peace that you said he gives. Come on, church. He's challenging us. To, to not settle in our faith, but to move forward in Him. There's nothing better for a fearful heart than a fresh encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I said there's nothing better for a fearful heart than a fresh encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I've never seen Him with my physical eyes, but let me tell you something. He's revealed Himself to me. The world is a disaster, feeling like all it can do is hide. But I want you to know we serve a risen Lord. He lives today. He's already conquered death, hell, and the grave. And then he says to us, you are more than conquerors. Come on, church. There's no reason to live in fear and doubt. We are more than conquerors. When times of doubt come, consider the cross. Look at an empty tomb and remember the promise of a risen Savior. We have no reason to walk around with our heads down. We belong to the Lord. Jesus conquered the grave. Let me tell you something. Corona 19 ain't nothing for him. See, the Lord is looking to work through his people. Let me prove it to you. After he, after he, he, he comforts them, then he challenges them. Watch what he does. <laughs> then he empowers them. Y'all ain't ready for this. Y'all not ready for this. 
Jesus knew he was about to ascend. He knew he was going to be gone. But he wasn't about to leave his disciples alone without hope. Listen to me, church. He's not about to leave us alone either with hope. He's not about to leave us alone without the hope of who he is. He wants to empower us. And he, the Bible says to us that he breathed on him and said, Receive the power of the Holy Spirit. You're a child of God, saved by the grace of God. The Holy Spirit's dwelling inside of you. With the power of God dwelling inside of who we are. Continually. We, don't may, we may not have Jesus in the physical person, but we have him in power. Y'all not listening to me? The more we love him, the more we seek him, the more we serve him, the more power of him will be poured out on top of us to affect a lost and dying world. Let me tell you something, the power of God doesn't rest on the unfaithful. Hello, church. The power of God remains on those who are true and faithful. There are benefits to being committed and surrendered to Christ. Now is the time. Everybody say, now is the time. Now is the time to look to him in these times of doubt and claim the promise of his presence. Let him come for us with who he is. Let him challenge us to push us out. Amen. And then let him empower us to do what only he can do through us. But I know there's somebody listening right now who's in their mind thinking they're dealing with skepticism and doubt. Well, Jesus dealt with that too. Yes, he did. Verse 24, now when Thomas, one of the twelve, was called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. They tried to tell him all about it, but he said, you know what? I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Let me tell you something about fear. If there's one thing in your life that is detrimental to being able to be full of joy and hope, it's fear. It's detrimental to who we are. God, that's why the Bible says that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, peace, and a sound mind. That means having some common sense. Doubt robs us of our peace. Listen to me, church. Doubt and fear rob us of our joy. It robs us of our confidence in the Lord who wants to reveal himself to us. You see it in the burden of Thomas's life. And doubt is, is something that brings deception into our heart like nothing else can. They said, hey, we've seen the Lord. He's alive. But he said, I, I'm, I'm not going to believe him unless I see it myself. I, I'm, I, I don't, I'm tired of it. I can't believe that what I'm hearing is true. And you know what that led to? Does that mean everything else I've heard isn't true too? Like Jesus, is he really the Messiah? Come on, this is a very real moment for Thomas. Just like right now, coronavirus is a very real moment for all of us. The worst thing we can do as the body of Christ is to pretend like something isn't reality. It's real. I don't know the details. I don't know all the circumstances. But let me tell you what else is real. His name is Jesus. Come on, church. And he said, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. 
He told me that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Hello, church. But he said, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. Listen, when the enemy brings a virus that would kill the whole world, Jesus comes and says, I died for the whole world. Y'all not hearing me today. Instead, what happens to us, we allow doubt to bring deception into our lives. In his doubt, Thomas allowed Satan to deceive him. Let me tell you something. It's only a single seed of doubt that will question the authority of the Lord. Have we not all been there in this current situation? Pastor Don, tell me how my faith in Jesus Christ is relevant to a virus that is sweeping the world. Let me be honest with you right now. This is a plague. This is a time that is unique to our lifetime like none other. Only in times of World War I and World War II did a generation experience something that was global. Yes, in our lifetime there may have been wars, but you know what we did? We sent others away to fight those wars. We, we didn't really fight them here. But right now, the world is telling us, hide. Grab your kids, grab your wife, hello somebody, and hide. Because this thing is a world problem. We've all been affected by this current situation. And Satan is trying to cause us to doubt the truth of the scripture. And if he can cause us and deceive us to do, to, by doubt, he can defeat us spiritually. Listen, when, when Jesus was confronted by Satan in the wilderness, you know what Jesus did? He reminded him of the truth. Come on, church. We have to be careful about doubt in our life. We have to be careful about that as believers. And, and if you're struggling right now, do I believe what's going on? Should I be looking to this idea of faith right now to help me deal with this current situation? I've never been religious in my life, but maybe I should be looking towards this kind of thing. Here's where you got to be careful because see, doubt, doubt fosters dissension. Thomas makes a demand to see the nail prints Put his hand in the side of Jesus. He wasn't thinking about walking in faith. Come on, come on. He wasn't thinking about walking in faith. He was walking by sight unless I see it. If you, if you really look at that, it, he's almost on the verge of abandoning his faith. And Satan does the same thing to us. This thing can do the same. People demand physical proof to believe. Listen to me, church. I can't explain to you the virgin birth. I can't explain to you how a man can die and live again. I can't explain to you how Jesus can take the heart of a sinner and change it forever. There's a lot I can't explain to you, but I believe it all. And you might say, well, you're, you're crazy. Listen, I can't explain to you gravity either, but I still believe in it. I want to be careful that doubt doesn't cause despair. Thomas, one of the twelve, he said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not believing it. 
Jesus appears to the rest of the disciples on the day of his resurrection. Thomas wasn't there. I don't know why he wasn't there. Why wasn't Thomas there? He missed out. The truth of the matter is we can criticize Thomas, but if we're honest with ourselves, it takes far less in our lives to create doubt than it did in Thomas's life. Sure it does. Many times when trouble comes, we depart from the faith. We say, why me? What did I do? I don't deserve this. I'm not going, right? I, I never understand departing from the faith in the time of trouble. If we ever need God, we need him now. If we ever need God, we need him in this moment. If we ever need God, it's in the middle of 2020 when the world is covered by a virus that's out of control. We need to be pressing our faith into a God who is in control. Thomas wasn't there. He missed what Jesus had from him in that moment. Let me tell you something. You'll never regain, regain what you miss when you aren't in the Lord's presence. I said you'll never regain what you miss when you aren't in the Lord's presence. Now, let me leave you with some hope inside of this because I think it's powerful. There's protection for the faithful. I believe it's Psalms 91. Come on, church. I'm glad we serve a merciful God, aren't you? Jesus may have came when, Jesus, when Thomas wasn't there, but Jesus made sure Thomas wasn't left out. Come on, somebody. Jesus came again when Thomas was there. Hello, church. Right then and there is when Thomas made a discovery that forever changed his life. He learned to look to Jesus and find joy. Let me tell you, church, you write this down. Faith, faith will renew your fellowship with the Lord. The second time Jesus came, he didn't speak to any other person but Thomas. He walked straight through the room, straight to Thomas. And in that moment, Thomas began to encounter a risen Lord and doubt that had hindered his fellowship was removed when he came nigh to the Lord. Hello, church. That's why Jesus came, because he said, nothing will calm your fear like my presence. And in the midst of Corona 19, what we need is the presence of God. We need churches to preach the presence of God. We need prayer that will, that will allow the presence of God to come. We need worship that will stir us into the presence of God. We need to do it and we need to not stop. A heart filled with doubt will remain skeptical, listen to me, and afraid. But when doubt is removed because of the presence of God, you can rest in the provision of God because you know he is there for you. Faith restores our focus. I need the church. Listen, I need to speak to you as a body of believers and as, as Christians right now in, a, in the most powerful way. I need you to understand now more than ever is a time to be focused. All of those things that you have used as excuses to not press into your relationship with Jesus, God is slowly but surely removing them to bring you into focus. 
Verse 28. Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. Moment Thomas saw Jesus, everything was taken care of. He said, Lord, the name, that name means master. What Thomas was doing is he was identifying himself as a servant of Jesus Christ. He was declaring his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He was no longer doubtful. He was confident in the Lord. Why? Because faith was restored because of the presence of Jesus. You cannot focus on Jesus in faith and continue in doubt. I said you cannot focus. Come on church. On Jesus in faith and continue in doubt. I want to be very honest with us today. This is a season when it's easy to doubt and let fear paralyze us. Are you listening to me? This is a season when it will be easy, easy to let doubt and fear paralyze us. But if we can be reminded of the presence of the Lord, our faith can be renewed. I want to ask you a question very seriously this morning. I want you to listen to me with everything that you have. Have you looked to the Lord in this situation? I'm talking to believers and non-believers alike. I'm talking to Christians and those who maybe have not considered themselves to be very religious, and that's okay. We want to speak to everybody. Have you looked to the Lord lately? Because I want you to know He has not changed. Listen to me. He has not changed. He's still all that we need. Come on, somebody. He's still all that we need and more. That's who he is. And he wants to come in the middle of this and reveal himself to you like never before. Maybe you've been in that place that said, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. I need to see for myself. Let me tell you something. You haven't offended the Lord. Thomas didn't offend Jesus. Jesus simply came and said, hey, Thomas, let's talk about it. And right now, where you're at, in the middle of this virus storm, Jesus is not offended. He's come to you this morning where you're at. And he said, hey, let's talk about it. Come on. Let me show you what you want to see. Let me speak to your fear. Let me reassure you with my presence. How is your faith in this crisis? Maybe you're a a Christian who's been struggling with your faith in this crisis. And maybe doubt has closed your view of the Lord. Maybe you're overwhelmed by the fact that fear over this issue doesn't seem like it can be overcome. Every day is a a new news cycle full of bad news. I just want to say this to you in quoting an old sermon. The good news is, bad news is wrong. Hello, somebody. Jesus said, blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe. Come on, somebody. 
I want to ask you right now that if you're in this place and you need to renew your faith in Jesus, or maybe you're not a believer and you want to give your heart and life to Jesus, and now is the day of salvation. Jesus is still Jesus in the middle of a storm. It was with the Hebrew children. The Bible says he went with them through the fire. You see, this is what the Lord is doing. He didn't remove supernaturally this idea of, okay, I'll just snap my fingers and they won't have any fear. No, he came in the middle of their struggle and revealed himself and washed away their fear with his presence. Right now, Jesus wants to do that for you. Trust him for your salvation. Trust him for eternity. At the end of this, we don't know. We literally don't know if we'll be alive on this planet or we'll be in the presence of the Lord. What I'm telling you right now, when you fix it up with Jesus, it won't matter. And that's what he wants you to do. He is in the midst of those who are struggling. That means he's with us right here, right now. And if you are yet unsaved or you want to recommit your life to the Lord, I want you to look to Jesus in repentance, full of faith, unto salvation this morning and let him remove fear from your heart. Will you pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, I stand in the middle of a storm that the world cannot control. And I thank you that your presence is here. I thank you, Lord, that you have not left us nor forsaken us. And I say to you right now in the name of Jesus that I need you. I need you like I've never needed you before. I've let fear cause doubt to come in. I've let fear cause me to hide. But Lord, you have come to answer that with your very presence. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, I just repent of all my sins. And I ask you to forgive me and to wash me clean. Lord, the blood that flowed 2,000 years ago from Calvary is still flowing today to wash me. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you for making me clean. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. And I put my trust and faith in you right now. Satan, I renounce you in Jesus' name. I no longer serve you, but I serve the Lord of all creation. I pray this in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now I want us to all pray for just a moment over this situation. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you that you lead and guide the church through these times, God. Thank you, Lord, that you're allowing us to be a part of the gospel going global. Lord, we could never have imagined how you would do it. But God, you are using what the enemy has meant for evil for your good. And God, we thank you that the gospel is going global. We thank you for all of those that are hearing the word of God that would not have heard their word unless the church left the building. God, we repent that we have made the gathering on Sunday our all in all. 
We thank you for the gift of our gathering, God. And we long for those days when we could come back together just to worship you in spirit and truth. But God, we will never turn back to the days where we make just a church service, everything about the kingdom. God, instead, we will use those moments when you gather us together, Lord, to inspire us to continue to preach a global gospel. God, and we pray right now against this virus in Jesus' mighty name. We pray right now in Jesus' mighty name. God, you said every tongue must confess, every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare that coronavirus must bow its knee to you, Jesus. And Lord, we declare healing. You said in the book of Job we could decree a thing and you would do it. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare healing in our land. We declare healing in our land, Lord. We have turned to you in prayer. We have repented of our sins, Lord. And God, we have called on your name. And Lord, now you send healing to our land, God. Let this land be an example to the lost and dying world. What can happen when we turn our hearts to God? When we turn away from our idols? When we turn away from false religions? When we turn away from paganism? And we look to the Lord Jesus Christ, the only man who has ever died and risen again God allow the United States right now in the name of Jesus to be a light for the for your kingdom and for the globe God I pray it right now God let your prayers rise up in Jesus name let your prayers rise up let the prayers of your saints touch heaven God and drive back this enemy from our doorstep in Jesus name we rebuke it There's no virus more powerful than the name of Jesus. Let your healing come. Let the world wake up to your presence, Jesus. And now I pray, God, for a Holy Ghost boldness in all the churches, God. A Holy Ghost boldness, God. Let us stop apologizing for being believers, God. Let us stop apologizing for being the one with the answers, God. Let us stop apologizing that we love Jesus. Let us stop apologizing and let us be bold that we are the answer for a lost and dying world. Empower us, God. You said you would empower us. As the Lord sent you, as the Father sent you, Lord, you are sending us full of power and full of glory. So, God, we celebrate you this morning. We thank you for your glory. Let us see your goodness. Let us be a people who say, My eyes have seen the goodness of the Lord, and I want more. Send revival in our land like a wildfire. Lord, Let the gospel of Jesus Christ's salvation be more contagious than any virus could ever be. We pray these things in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Yeah, right where you're at. This morning in this place, we want to thank you for tuning in. We want to thank you for helping us share the gospel. We want to thank you for being an agent of a global gospel. You need to share this. Listen, it's as easy as that. It's as easy as that. Let the gospel be global through this event. 
we live in times like never before. Not only is there a virus raging, but the gospel is global. We should be excited about that. And I know we, our ears cannot wait to hear the goodness of God. And so we want to thank you. We look forward to you tuning back in with us um, as we continue our ministry uh, in prayer. We are committed to prayer. Amen. As much as the enemy is committed to making this virus go global, we're going to make prayer go global. Amen. And we're not apologizing. We're not trying to make it look like some production. We're just going to get together and just pray and watch Jesus be Jesus. God bless you. Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you next time. Amen. Hallelujah. Good job.